Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart, this is Saran Jayamana. We're in Sydney, we're about to be in Brisbane, we're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dry, is that right? That is correct, uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's, and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar, and in Brisbane at the beautiful Powerhouse. Oh, so good. And we're you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo, and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there, it'd be fantastic. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart. And our first guest has just released her comedy special, Bipolar Baby. It's Beck Charwood. Hello, it's me, the Bipolar Baby in audio form. So good. It's already kicking off. It came out a bit over a week ago and it's, um, I think it's already up over 20,000 views or something. Oh, almost. It's 16,000. But hey, maybe okay, by the time well. this comes out, <laughs> it might be 20K. <laughs> I'm surprised you round off to the nearest thousand there. I really would have liked you to have a, a very up-to-date to the specific number. I mean, I've got it on my desktop at all times. I can <laughs> yeah, okay. look at the direct number. <laughs> we are up to currently 16,771. I, I should say that uh, I took it personally because that's already more views than my one released a year ago has. So um, <laughs> that to be that felt like an affront to me. I'm so sorry. You know, I'll take it down. I'll take it down until yours catches up and then we'll release it again. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. (laughs) Matt is just the one pole, though. The the bad one. I'm the one pole? Yeah. Singular pole. Well, when it comes to your special, you're always... Okay. The bipolar thing. It took me quite a while to figure out where you're going. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Strong start. (laughs) Our second guest this week... Is already warming up <laughs> and is getting ready to tour around Australia with me with our show Dry Dry at Seren Jaimana. Hello, yes. I'm very happy to be here and I'm very excited to be about to tour around Australia. Yeah, we're going to. With our show Dry Dry. From January, we're going to. Perth. Perth. Adelaide. Adelaide. Melbourne. Melbourne. Brisbane. Brisbane. Two really dry cities for two dry boys. Yeah, that's right. We're only going to dry climates. The, the title actually refers to the cities. We're going yeah. to uh, there's a big market for us up in FNQ, but we refuse to go. <laughs> Too tropical. Our third and final guest this week is host of the Do Go On and Book Cheat podcast. He's having a year off festivals. What a lucky bastard. It's carryover champ Dave Warnicky. Oh, my gosh. Am I actually the carryover champ? Well, that's the nickname I've tried to... No, that's... Going. Yeah, that's just your nickname. It's in inverted commas. Oh, well, you... <laughs> oh, damn. I actually thought, maybe last time I was on here, I did win. That'd be nice. Uh, no, you did win last time you were on. It's true. Finally, I am the carryover champ. Yeah, you beat... You, as the mongoose, beat the shark from The Chase. That's right. Bright, Bright and Coverdale. Yeah, I beat a, a game show guy from TV. That's yeah, he's impressive. won, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you beat him. Yeah. And so you should get those hundreds of thousands of dollars. Is yes. that not what that's happens? That's what I was telling him. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I was telling him. Then he ended the Zoom very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one and I have to guess which one is correct. First question comes from listener Kayla Hodquitz from Le Moyne in Maine. Le Moyne, Maine. Pretty good. And uh, the question is... <laughs> you are my Le Moyne, Maine man. <laughs> the question is, what does shot clog mean? <clears throat> what does shot clog mean? It's a hyphenated word. Shot hyphen clog. And I'll tell the listeners uh, while they're writing their answers. Beck's, uh, Beck's special. You can see that from anywhere. It's on YouTube. You could watch it right now. You just have to Google Beck Charwood. Do it as the uh, same time as the podcast. Yes. Double up I think on media. I, yeah. <laughs> Mute one of them. Up to you which one. But we both get the the download and that's the main thing in the end, isn't it? I'd prefer to have millions of people download and not listen than, you know, a hundred dedicated listeners. Who cares? Uh, I should explain to new listeners how the show works. So you get a point for each fake answer that is guessed by another contestant. Another point if you correctly guess the answer. Uh, by the way, I'm also playing as the house and I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question. And I get a point for each one of those that I guess choose. So each of us can score up to three points per round, which seems fair, but the probability actually favours me, the house. And the house always wins. So if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know this is not necessarily the case. <laughs> anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. And if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, I like how Beck's uh, done a rewrite. I love a second draft. Yeah, a bit of a punch up. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you're dealing with a professional. Uh, and is your two answers... Serena, all one answer? No, it's all one answer. Okay, great. And it, now everyone knows it's long. No, no, it's not long. It's just two short bits. Actually, it somehow <laughs> becomes shorter when the two go together. <laughs> they didn't know it until you said that, Saren. <laughs> um, You're falling apart over there. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I think we'll fix it in the edit. <laughs> all right, the answer in here is question number one. What does shot clog mean? The lighting paper that was stuffed down the barrel of old pistols that would help ignite the gunpowder. An unwelcome companion who is tolerated only because they're paying. A Dutch shoey. The technical term... <laughs> That's good. The technical term for mud and debris caught between the spikes on football boots. A 19th century term for a third wheel or cock blocker. Or... It's a Dutch term used in the Dutch equivalent of the sport basketball called basketbog, referring to the moment when a tall Dutchman shoots his footwear into the, a basket. <laughs> no, I wonder which I one of those is Serenz. <laughs> <laughs> I like a definition that has the same word three times in two sentences. That's how, I think that's how the Oxford Dictionary normally sets them out. So just quickly, you got the... The uh, lighting paper for old-timey pistols. You got the person who's only tolerated because they're paying. Uh, Dutch shoey. uh, The (laughs) debris caught between spikes on football boots. Third wheel or cock blocker from the 19th century. Or the Dutch term used in the Dutch equivalent of the sport basketball, referring to the moment when a tall (laughs) Dutch man shoots his footwear into a basket. I love how you like sort of uh, summarized all of them except the <laughs> no. last one. <laughs> I, I actually, believe it or not, I took out a half a sentence. <laughs> no worries. No uh, Beck, do you want to have first crack? Yeah, I really want it to be uh, old old timey version of cock block. I think 
it has like a little it has a little bit of vitriol in it it's like you, yeah you shot clog like he's clogging the shot that should be brought back yeah th- yeah it's like you were you had a shot and then this clog got in the way yeah <laughs> Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah you clogged my shot. Yeah. Yeah. It also kind of has They're slur energy to it as well. There's certain words where you're like, oh, that's not that. You can just feel it's not nice from the outside. That's, yeah, kind of like the there's just some harsh sounds. Shh, and the cl. It could yeah. be when you when you cock block yourself because you, you had a shot, but you were wearing clogs. <laughs> <laughs> she looked down and she's like, oh. Clog block. Yeah. There's also that's a croc good, block. That's, that's another one where you wear crocs. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta lock that one in back? Yep, I'm locking it in. Alright. How about you, Saran? I um have never won this game. <laughs> you've never let's be honest, you've never been close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also like uh I think I like the um the pistol one sounds the most realistic to me, but I can't go past Dutch Shoey. That's okay. it's so funny. I'm gonna go with Dutch Shoey. Locking in the Dutch Shoey. And what are you thinking, Dave? Okay. All right. Let me talk you through the board. Talk talk me through the board. The clog, the Dutch. I reckon I'm not I'm not buying those ones. I'm sorry to say. I'm going to go past that. I was thinking also Beck's answer about the the third wheel. I feel like that maybe I'm doubting the English dictionary definition is using the term cock block, but I feel like maybe it's been uh Yeah, no, they're up to scratch with with that. They're not def- they're not necessarily taken straight out of the dictionary. Um, so definition. so that one, but also I think the the sh- the, the pistol one also seemed actually plausible. Legit. So in the interest of having a different answer, I'm going to say the pistol one, please. All right, locking that in for Dave. <sighs> so here's who wrote the answers. Now, this first one might shock you. The Dutch term about the Dutch equivalent of basket bog, uh, referring to a tall Dutchman. <laughs> Shooting, Finish, his, it all. Shoot, shooting his footwear into a basket. I guess you could just say Dutchman. You don't have to say tall Dutchman, do you? No, probably not. <laughs> so they're all tall. Are they the tallest country? Yeah. That was Saran. Yeah, people are shocked. Whoa. <laughs> it's because you told them that there were two messages. Man. That's definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> the technical term for mud and debris caught between the spikes on football boots. That was Dave Warnicke. Plus, I mean, no one even mentioned it, so thanks a lot, everyone. <laughs> Um, Did they end up getting left <laughs> off the final list as well? <laughs> that was actually a good one as well, yeah. I have uh, uh, begged for a compliment there and I appreciate it. <laughs> but it didn't have any like relevance to the, the word, I think. That was why. A shock clog. Well, you don't know what, what the root words are here. Could be Latin or something. Yeah, for, true. For yeah. Fo- football boots. We don't know. <laughs> uh, then we had a 19th century term for a third wheel or cock blocker. Which Beck went for? That was Kayla, aka the house. There's a point for the house there. Kayla also wrote the one about the lighting paper stuffed down the barrel of old pistols. Kayla was on fire. Uh, a Dutch shoey, which Saran went for. That was Beck. Meaning the correct answer is an unwelcome companion who is only tolerated because they're paying. Oh. <laughs> such a great word and such a great yeah. little niche. Uh, oh my god, I've been a shot clock my whole life <laughs> I can't wait for all of us to do bits about everyone's got a shot clock in their life <laughs> <laughs> I really think we could bring back shot clock uh, yeah it's, a, it's a sort of a defunct word now but uh, that means two points to the house one point to Beck after one round so we're up to question number two this one comes from Norm with an exclamation mark uh, from Beaverton in Oregon and Norm <laughs> you gotta say Norm, Norm. 
And uh, Norm's question is, what official Guinness World Record was achieved on the 17th of March, 2023 in Portland, Oregon? Wow. That's a recent. Yeah. Recent. Recent record. Dave's always got an advantage here because he's a real record nerd. (laughs) That's not true. I used to do a show where we broke made up world records. It doesn't count. (laughs) It doesn't help too much. Uh, I suppose here I am making up a world record. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. I'll take it back. My whole life has led to this moment. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on shot clogs. Uh, Kayla, who wrote the question, uh, she said she got the definition from Susie Dent, the great uh, word nerd from um, one of the English uh, quiz shows. And uh, what what's the English version of Ladders and Numbers? Eight out of ten cats. Yeah, she's oh, from countdown. that. Countdown. Countdown, yeah. She's from that. Is that the one that Jimmy Carr's always like, she's a slag? You're like, okay, think, yeah, let the lady is, yeah. have her words, please, sir. <laughs> Every single time, he's like, she loves cock. She's just full of it. And you're like, oh, Have you my written God. for Jimmy? <laughs> Back in so the much, Jimmy. Like you, you, you could write in his voice. Yeah. I have sent him several messages, oh which God, have Jimmy, all been no. left on red. <laughs> that is, that is, he's one of so the rude dudes, dude. actually. Come Famously on. a rude dude, Jimmy Carr. Uh, so while you're writing those answers, uh, Miriam Webster writes, The shot in shot clog refers to a charge to be paid. It's a cousin to and synonymous with a, a scot, a word likely only familiar to modern speakers in the term scot-free, getting off scot-free, meaning completely free from obligation, harm or penalty. The origin of the clog part of shot clog is less clear. Perhaps it's meant to draw a parallel between a substance that impedes a pipe's flow and a person who impedes a good time. Or perhaps companions' tabs accumulate before a sh- the shot clog as so much dross in a clogged pipe while the shot clog yammers on unawares. The 17th century playwright Ben Johnson was particularly fond of shot clog, and while the word is no longer in regular, regular use, it might work for you as a suitable old-time insult for that person in your party who is fine to have around so long as they pick up the tab. Seren Shotclog Jayaman. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The answers are in for question number two. What official Guinness World Record was achieved on March 17th, 2023 in Portland, Oregon? The largest fixed gear bicycle meet was held with 17,000 bearded weirdos turning up to Knob Hill. <laughs> uh, the largest gathering of people wearing their underwear on the outside of their pants. The most Birkenstocks worn within one square mile. Uh, Paddy's Irish Pub produced a thousand litre Irish coffee, the largest ever made. Rosie, the African grey parrot, officially became the longest serving animal mayor, uh, passing her <laughs> 25th year holding the honorary title. 25 years. I said for American listeners, uh, Maya. Maya. <laughs> animal Maya. <laughs> Not well, animal horse. No. Well, finally, record number of potatoes, a record number of potatoes were consumed by a record number of people wearing the colour green. Um, so you got biggest fixed gear bike meet, uh, people wearing underwear on the outside of their pants, most Birkenstocks worn, uh, the biggest ever Irish coffee, uh, the animal mare making it through 25 years, or record number of potatoes being consumed by people wearing green. Right. Is it St. Patrick's Day on that day? Yeah, 17th of March. Mm. So yeah, that a is A couple, couple of Day. Irish options. <gasps> yeah. Did you say 17th? 17th of March, yep. Okay, there you go. Uh, I think we're up to Seren. To guess. <laughs> Great observation, Dave. Yeah, um, maybe the 
Someone else is uh, trying to throw us off the scent. See, this is what I'm talking about, Beck. This is how good he is. World records. He can. <laughs> he just zones in on the I'll on the details. Let's sniff him out. Yeah, it is an important detail. I mm. hadn't thought about it until you just said it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh. Well, maybe I read yeah. an Irish one. I'm trying to steer you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I do like <laughs> the uh, probably the I reckon it's the Irish. What is it? The Irish coffee. There's either Irish coffee or potatoes. That feels like a stunt that a. Both of them feel like stunts. How big was it again? I would do. Thousand litre. That's huge. Is that like a pool size? Yeah, how many Olympic pools does a thousand litres be? What is it like 150th or something? 150th of an Olympic pool. It's not that impressive when you put it like that. It's It's like a plunge pool. (laughs) And then going, this is a lot less impressive than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, especially if it's just a brown (laughs) splodge in the middle middle of a clean Olympic pool. And Ian Thorpe standing next to it going, huh? Looking sheepishly. Pretty good. Yeah, but he wouldn't sleep for days. (laughs) Still a lot of coffee. (laughs) He's made the mistake of comparing it to a pool size. (laughs) It's still actually quite a lot of caffeine so you're gonna lock that one in uh, i mean and also then that would lead to a ton of other records yeah. being broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah that is a lot of coffee but it's also a lot of whiskey so do they counteract each other oh that's what an irish coffee is i think so i think it's irish whiskey in a coffee but do you reckon they had to like for the record to be true it had to be to scale so to speak so you had mm. to have the you know, right amount of whiskey or they could be really tight and still just put one shot of whiskey <laughs> a drop of both <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. thousand liters of coffee <laughs> Uh, so that's your serum. What do you think, Dave? Uh, well, it's oh, either no. that or the other, the potatoes. Because I do, I definitely think it's an Irish theme. I'm going to go with the coffee here. All right, coffee for Serene. What do you think, Dave? Okay. Uh, what are the non-Irish ones? Just in case. Just in case. Uh, bicycle meat, uh, underwear on the outside, Birkenstocks, and uh, the parrot mare right. or parent mare. <laughs> it really is. A, it's a hipster famous <laughs> f- stronghold. So, yeah, the two main things we've got here, and it seems like the two main things people have taken out of it, it's a big hipster town on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, and they love bird mares. They love a bird mare. It doesn't get much more hipster than electing a bird mare, does it? Yeah, that feels... I don't understand what hipster means. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Uh, That feels like a wild, wild, the wild card one, the mare, but maybe that could be be it. Well, because it's 25 years. Yeah, and birds, those parrots, they live forever. Yeah. It feels short, if anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. You think it's not that <laughs> impressive? Yeah. Who cares? She clocked up 25 years at least a decade ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. See. I'm, I'm going to go with the bird. Go with the bird. <laughs> go with the bird. Fly the bird. Right, Dave's looking in the bird. Beck, that leaves you. <gasps> I was going to go the bird as well. But you can do that. I think I'm, I'm going to go the bird mayor as well, because it will make me the most happy okay. if it's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's who wrote the answers. Uh, largest fixed gear bike made up at Knob Hill. That was the house. <laughs> Knob Hill is a great detail. <laughs> I, I googled suburbs of. It's a real place in in uh, Portland. I forgot where it was. Uh, the largest gathering of people wearing their underwear on the outside of their pants was Dave Warnicky. That's right. That's that superhero type theme. Is it? Yeah, I'm thinking superheroes. After yeah. all your years of making up records. <laughs> 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 but that's the kind of thing that, like, that, like a, a people who are coming up with a boring flash mob would come up with that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's achievable. Mm. <laughs> it's actually achievable. 
Uh, as is most Birkenstocks worn within one square mile, which was back. <laughs> uh, record number of potatoes being consumed by a record number of people wearing the colour green. That was Saran. And he worked hard. He worked hard to get yes. you over there. I think it was my original answer that I sent you made specific reference to St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> which you took out. So this, this, just... is what, this is how we wrote it originally. As the 17th of March is St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to say something like a record number of potatoes were consumed. <laughs> You nearly steered me towards it, i got to say. <laughs> I thought it was good work there, Seren. It was the first time I've seen you try. And it looked good on you. <laughs> uh, Rosie the African Grey Parrot becoming the longest serving animal mayor. No. That was Norm, okay, the house. Good on you, Norm. Uh, meaning the correct answer is Paddy's Irish Pub produced a thousand litre <laughs> Irish coffee. The largest ever made. St. Patrick's See, Day. I discounted that because they love a gallon over there. So I was thinking, they don't even know what that is. Oh, that's funny because Norm yeah. Norm translated it into terms we could understand. <laughs> oh, okay. It actually was 246 oh, gallons or something like that. What a man, Norm. Thank you, Norm. Thanks, Norm. He does his homework. <laughs> so homework. polite, Norm. Uh, so that means a point to Saran. And again, two points to the house. This is, a, this is a rare time where the house is out in front. After two rounds, we've got... Dave on zero points, carry over champ. Beck on one point, <laughs> Serena on one point, but the house out in front on four points. Oh, God. So here's question number three. This one comes from Penny Privet from Tarnit in Melbourne. And Penny's question is, which one of these is a real species of deep sea fish? So you just basically got to make up a species of deep sea fish. And while you're writing your answers, I'll let the audience know a bit more about this mass- massive Irish coffee. According to Norm... On St. Patrick's Day 2023, Portland's oldest Irish pub, Paddy's, broke the previous world record for largest Irish coffee. They surpassed the previous record of 888 litres, or just under 235 gallons, with their cocktail, which totaled 1,000 litres, or 265 gallons. Ingredients were all donated, including 165 gallons of coffee from the local Umbria Coffee Roasters, 25 gallons of heavy whipping cream from the local Alpenrose Dairy, and 50 gallons, or 125 bottles, of Kilbegan Irish whiskey. Once the brew was finished and documentation collected for Guinness, individual pours from the giant vat were sold with proceeds donated to the Children's Cancer Association, a Portland-based non-profit that provides music programs and other activities for children with cancer or serious illness. Oh, that's sick. Love when they turn a really stupid thing into a, a good thing. <laughs> All right, the ads are in for question number three. Which one of these is a real species of deep sea fish? Pelagic fang snout. The blind Skangluka anglerfish. Fancy Kevin. <laughs> Stoplight loose jaw. The Pacific gooch fish. Or pot bellied Rhonda. Those are some great <laughs> names. Great names. I mean, can I clarify the question? Sure. Is it a species of fish or is it a name? What just one of their names? Because <laughs> yeah. it could a, be all of the above named Fancy Kevin. Yeah, it was just individual. The, um, yeah, yeah. I know this is an audio medium, but I would have loved if we had to draw the fish as well. <laughs> That's a great idea. It's, I uh, really want to see Fancy Kevin more than anything. Yeah. He's, we, he's in a lounge suit. If any, because we got some great uh, illustrators who listen. If anyone wants to draw each of these fish, I think that would, you know, if you're looking for something to do, <laughs> please I'd, I'd draw okay Pop Belly Rhonda and Fancy Kevin. Those are my top two requests. Yeah, they're the only two I can remember. Can you we repeat them, please? Uh, yes, can do. So we had the pelagic or pelagic fang snout, 
The blind Skangluka angler fish. Fancy Kevin. <laughs> Stoplight loose jaw. The Pacific gooch fish. Fish. Or the pot bellied Rhonda. Uh, I think, Dave, it's your I know, first. No, that's why I'm really thinking here. about this time. What is it? The blind Skangluka. Uh, the bl- blind Skangluka angler. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going with that. <laughs> what is it? The blind thing? Because the they are often blind down there, right? Mm. Well, there's nothing to see. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Keep yeah, moving. Yeah, That's what they're always like. They're yeah. very, yeah. yeah very shot private. Shut a torch on. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. Oh, a bit of privacy, please. <laughs> please. Occupy <laughs> Uh What do you reckon, Beck? Oh, look, I, my heart prays that there is a fish called Fancy Kevin, but <laughs> I don't want to lose. What was the one after Fancy Kevin? Uh, stoplight loose jaw. I'm gonna go with stoplight loose jaw. Alright, looking at him for Beck. Uh, what was the very first one? Sorry, pelagic fang snout or pelagic. Yeah, I think it's the pelagic fang snout. Okay, looking at him for Seren. That sounds nasty. Yeah, they are nasty. Yeah, down there. horrible stuff down there. <coughs> fancy Kevin, like fancy what for a deep sea fish? So. Still pretty awful looking. <laughs> yeah, for a regular fish, he's like only a two. Yeah. But down there, it's a solid eight. It's the only reason he moved down. <laughs> it's actually not really suited to the conditions yeah, at all. Yeah, he used to live in the city, but he was looking for a sea change. <laughs> hey. See? He's the one, he's the one in here for the all right, I'll, I'll pick up my game map. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe we should call our show Try It, Try all right, here's who wrote the answers. Pot-bellied Rhonda. That was Dave Warnicky. That's me. Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, fancy Kevin, that one. was Penny, aka The House. <laughs> Penny, absolute MVP. <laughs> the Pacific... A piece only for Penny. <laughs> Very important Penny. Yeah. Uh, the Pacific Gooch Fish. That was Saran Jaimana. Nice. <laughs> gooch Fish. I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about yeah. it. That means one of you is correct. Uh the pelagic fang snout. Saran went for that. That was also Penny. Oh. So I point to the house there. The blind Skangluka angler, which Dave went for. That was Beck. <laughs> That's uh, great. Though. Can you talk us through your work? Well, Beck, a- there, Beck? Actually, Beck actually uh, gave it a, a slight uh, description as well. Uh, a rare deep sea fish that has no eyes. Oh. The blind what, Skangluka. What does Skangluka? Yeah. What's Skangluka? I thought I was like, what are some fish sounds? Like I was like, scar. I've definitely heard of like scar. That feels fishy to me. Gang, that's fishy as hell. I think I don't need to explain that. Luca, that's just kind of fancy on the end there. I think it makes it a bit exotic. You're like, oh, this sounds like it's the European. The movie Luca was about an Italian fish man. And that was also why I yeah. thought of it. And that's why I thought of it. I, I might have only connected those dots now, but that's what I was visualizing. And thank you for saying exactly what I was definitely thinking. Did you get pot-bellied Wanda? Is that from a fish called Wanda? That was Rhonda. Oh. oh. Rhonda and Katut? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that means Beck is also correct. A stoplight loose jaw. Yay! Two for two. You gotta see this fish. Uh, it is... Does it have a light on its head? Is it yeah, under its eyes, it's got red and green lights. Whoa. Um, it is... <laughs> Whoa! It is, uh... That, that jaw is also real. loose as hell. Accurate. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I just read the caption under that, and it says, uh, a, a spotlight loose jaw named Fancy Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, hey, I mean, the loose jaw would be great for sucking dick if it wasn't for all those teeth. <laughs> the teeth. They were pretty sharp teeth. Pretty sharp. Is that God funny gives enough, one Matt? Hand Is that and good? He takes with Is another, that okay? you know? <laughs> That's funny stuff, Beck. I think, we, okay. I think we'll all agree Ooh. that that is funny stuff. And funny is funny. <laughs> uh, so two points to Beck that round. One point for the house. Uh, meaning Dave's still yet to score. Saran's on one. Beck's on three now, but the house is out in front on five points. So we come up to question number four. This one's from Emily from Leicester in the UK. According to Alan Moore, what near disastrous mistake was made when planning the new English town of Milton Keynes in the 1970s? <laughs> A mistake was made. <laughs> A near disastrous mistake. mistake. Oh my gosh. Uh, according to Alan Moore, what near disastrous mistake was, was made when planning the new English town of Milton Keynes? In the 1970s. While you're writing those answers, here's a little more info about the stoplight loose jaw. Corner Penny via Oceana.org. The stoplight loose jaws are small deep sea dragonfishes. The stoplight loose jaw is named for the two specialized light producing organs that are located below each eye. One is green and one is red. Producing light in these two colors increases the ability of the stoplight loose jaw to see and attack its prey. Just a really amazing looking fish. Um, I couldn't believe that that's real. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I get... Because it's like... Almost neon. And the ones that are taken of, a de- of, of dead ones obviously don't look... They look spooky, but they don't look as impressive because the lights have gone out in their eyes. <laughs> that's really sad. Yeah. Well, it'll happen to you when you get to my age, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> the weight of the world ends up catching up with you. All right, while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right. We're back. And and the answers are in. Here's question number four. According to Alan Moore, who I believe is like a... So this is the comic book guy? The famous comic book guy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what mistake was made... And he, he knows about it because he was he was working as a an engineer or something. Oh, really? What mistake was made when planning the new English town of Milton Keynes in the 1970s? The plans showed that all fire hydrants should be connected to gas mains. <laughs> the planners accidentally designed a loop of roads that led nowhere and could not be exited. They nearly named it after two complete and utter nobodies, which would undoubtedly have been a disaster. (laughs) Luckily, Milton Friedman and John Maynard Keynes became two of the most influential economists of their time. Thank heavens. That's a serene answer if I've ever heard one. (laughs) So you're an accountant, right? (laughs) Uh, They forgot to put doors on any buildings. Uh, the the new town hall was built with the main foyer on the second story with no way of accessing it. <laughs> or finally, not enough milk. <laughs> okay. That's it? Not enough milk? Not enough milk. Well, no, sorry. Exclamation mark. 
<laughs> like Norm. Yeah. Not well, enough milk. I feel like there's only one of those which points to it being nearly a disaster. The rest of them are all clear disasters. <laughs> Not enough milk. That's a disaster. Yeah. No doors on any buildings. That's definitely a disaster. The other ones. Well, no, I mean, I think they're all... Because it was in the planning. So I think they're all... Oh, they're all rectified. That, they were, must oh, have all, I'm guessing yeah, they're okay. all rectified. Okay. I mean, I wasn't there. So maybe they are all still mistakes that... Uh, <laughs> continue to this love, day love this road that you get onto somehow and then you can't get off <laughs> yeah. by the way you like it's like a rat trap yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you like you know round around in a well yeah and you can't get back up <laughs> it's like an is it Escher an Escher painting or whatever doesn't quite make sense who so whoever discovered that is probably <laughs> still, still in on there the, today <laughs> <laughs> that, we're so grateful that they made that call but we'll never see him again the ultimate sacrifice <laughs> they're just gonna loop around whoa 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 kill me whoa whoa uh, I think we're back to back to kick us off do you need uh, them summarised I no I think I I know In I think I know the correct answer okay. that's not too crazy to say I think the most disastrous of all the answers is the uh, gas mains to fire hydrants i think that's the most diabolical and disastrous so i'm gonna lock that one in even more than milk okay <laughs> even more <laughs> not enough not milk but they still have some milk but yeah there's some milk there's a level of milk yes but mm. we're gonna have to ration it yeah <laughs> it depends um, how many lactose intolerant people were that's in the city gets, yeah that's the gas mains they're talking about okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, maybe yeah it says not enough milk it might be not enough varieties of milk so the, there's yeah. no lactose intolerant. Oh, no. true. No A2. Yeah, people going, where's the oat milk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Saren, what do you reckon? Um, the, I mean, that is, that's so disastrous. That would be great. Do you think that could happen? In- is it possible? Because gas surely doesn't travel, like water pipes are much bigger, right? Yeah. <laughs> are they? Are they? I would have thought so. Uh, I think... That the they're all the doors, yeah. They're, this is really hard. I don't know how Beck was so confident. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know she's, either. She's googling. I saw her go to the bathroom, and um, <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I never. <laughs> definitely rule out the one that I wrote. Um, okay. don't, don't tell us that because I don't know which one it was yet. <laughs> I can I hear it one more time, please, mate. Yep. So the fire hydrants connected to gas. Uh, the road to nowhere, <laughs> which I love. Uh, luckily, uh, Milton and is that what that King. song was written about? I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they wrote it after a, a, an English tour, uh, <laughs> which they <it's> still going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forgotten to put the doors on. Not enough milk, or uh, the foyer would uh, be inaccessible. On the second floor. Yeah, I think that's it. The foyer. Foyer. Inaccessible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we have the John Maynard Keynes one again? They nearly named it after two complete and utter nobodies, which would undoubtedly have been a disaster. Luckily, Milton Friedman and John Maynard Keynes became two of the most influential economists of their time. Thank heavens. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, because it's called Milton Keynes. Mm. Oh, that does Don't yeah, play dumb Seren. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this um, is some oh, amazing acting from you right now. <laughs> uh, MCU, Marvel Zone. 
Oh, yeah, some listeners might not know you for you. You're yeah. existing the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to go with my heart, which is the road to nowhere that goes around and around, and you're trapped on it forever and ever and ever. Okay, looking at him for days. I love it. Here's who wrote the answers. Uh, the one about Milton Friedman and John Maynard Keynes was Seren. <laughs> what? Had you all fooled? <laughs> Are they real people? Real economists? Yeah. And is that really who that town's named after? I don't know, but it, it's a pretty big coincidence. Yeah. But it's weird that they took the first name of one and the surname of the other. <laughs> yeah, that is why, <laughs> as I was writing it, I sort of convinced myself it wasn't real. Uh, they've got to put doors on any buildings. That was Dave Warnicky. Yeah, but imagine, that would have been a disaster. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> realised too late. Especially if they built themselves into the buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, great. All right, we'll just finish off the plaster. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> uh, not enough milk. That was back. <laughs> Did you mean it as in, yeah, the quantity or the variety? I I honestly just the first thought was, not enough milk in that accent. <laughs> <laughs> not enough milk not in Milton Keynes. It felt right. <laughs> uh, the town hall... I had the foyer on the second story with no way of accessing it. I ran for that. That was the house. Okay. As was the planners accidentally designed a loop of road that led to nowhere. <laughs> that was Emily in particular. Beautiful. So two points for the house. Took there, me on a journey. And that means Beck is correct. The plan Whoa. showed that all fire hydrants should be connected to gas mains. Which obviously, yes. yeah. That, that, that was a near disaster. <laughs> if only my ex-trivia teams could see me now. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been banned for life. I have, yes. Well, not banned, just never invited back and left off a lot of group chats. <laughs> uh, all right, we're up to question number five. This one comes from Joff from Colac, from LOL Radio. And Joff's question is this. Weird Al Yankovic is famous for his song parodies. What is track 11 on his album Poodle Hat? And what song is it spoofing or spoofing? <laughs> spoofing? Probably spoofing, isn't it? So I mean, go, unless it's jizz related, then it could be spoofing. Well, I, I'm only I'm just I'm just asking the question. I don't know if it's jizz related or not. Okay. And while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about the planning error. In an interview, Alan Moore said, "I used to work for a gas board subcontractor in the 1970s, and at one point, probably because I'd offended." With one of my jolly witticisms, one of the people in the office, I got banished to a gulag, which was Milton Keynes. Which is not super kind about Milton Keynes. Uh, or rather, Milton Keynes was barely there. It was a little village that was more or less dying on its ass, And it was decided that it would be rebuilt as a new town. I remember when a couple of the labourers uh, came into our site while one of the planners was there, pointing out that as far as they could see... All the fire hydrants were connected to the gas mains. And he said, don't be silly. Give it here and I'll explain where you've made a mistake. Look, it's... Oh, it's good to have somebody notice that before it all blows apart. So he's... Apparently, <laughs> 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 yeah, he's just like... I mean, I'm just... We're taking this uh, as truth from an interview uh, that's been written up online from Alan Moore. <laughs> from a recollection of his from the 70s. So I think this definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny. The plan is like, all right, you little labourer, come over. I'll show you how you're misreading my plans. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to my attention. 
All right, answer in for question number five. What is track 11 on Weird Al Yankovic's album Poodle Hat? It just tickles me in itself. <laughs> poodle Hat. The cover of the album, it's Weird Al, right? With a poodle on his head. Where does he get his ideas? I don't know. I don't know. What is he like? The man is a genius. Uh, all right, so here are your options. The Chode Goes Nowhere, uh, a parody of Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads. Uh, macaroni, a parody of the Macarena. <laughs> That's good. Hey, That's... Macaroni, Macaroni, Macaroni. <laughs> uh, what I Bought on eBay, a parody of the Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. Oh, <laughs> again, that good. honestly nailed the brief. Jesus. Standing in the home of a mole. Parody of the gossip standing in the way of control. <laughs> uh, wear no pants. A parody of Lady Gaga's bad romance. <laughs> or just like Bevan. Parody of the cures just like heaven. I think Bev- Bevan's a, uh, a fan of Weird Al. They're all great. Okay. Um, where are we up to? Question five. I think we're up to you, Seren. Oh. Chode goes nowhere. <laughs> Macaroni. What I bought on eBay. Standing in the home of a mole. Wear no pants or just like Bevan. What was standing in the home of a mole a spoof on? Uh, the gossip standing in the way of control. Okay. Great song. Uh, his his. Um, and what year was the anyway. album? 2011. Uh, no, I, I don't think I said... No, I don't know the year. Track oh. 11. Oh, track 11. Yeah. Because Lady Gaga feels like, if it's a more recent, if Poodle Hat's more recent, maybe he would spoof Lady Gaga. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's ripe for the spoofing. And what was her track? <laughs> her track was Wear No Pants, a parody of Bad Romance. Yeah, I'm going to lock that in. Okay. It sounds both <laughs> like a... That sounds like a title, he, a song. That, it it yeah. would be towards the saucy end of his work. I've learned recently that he's very G-rated. Oh, but if you are going to spoof wearing no pants, mm. <laughs> that's preferable. It's preferable. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Dave, what do you think? I really loved both macaroni and what I bought on eBay. I can. Because, like, yeah, now you've said that about he doesn't go to. Yeah. So saucy, like, too sexy. It's just silly. Yeah. yeah. Is it, it's more normal Alligankovich, don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing weird about that guy. <laughs> Everyone's used to what he does now, so it is actually like... <laughs> Classic weird Al. If he just wrote real sincere, earnest songs, that would be weird. Yeah, his songs are like, I Caught the Bus. Yeah. I can't, isn't there one? Like, and they're just food things. Uh, yeah, Eat, eat it. it. Another one rides the bus. Another I one mean, rides the bus. That's right. <laughs> Classics. What is it? Virus alert. That's another one. What's that? A, what's that spoofing? I don't know if that's spoofing anything. I think maybe. Yeah, some of them he, he, they're just originals. They, he does Origin- poker originals and he does style parodies. So he'll do like, um, you know, this this song is in the style of Cat Stevens, but not a, a direct Cat Stevens oh, song. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I'm gonna go with the e- eBay one, Backstreet Boys. Okay, eBay for Dave. What do you think of Beck? I think I have to go with eBay as well, just because, and I don't mean to brag, I do know it is an actual Weird Al song. I do know I'm familiar with quite a bit of his discography, and I'm going to use that knowledge to my advantage right here. As we've established, I'm in it to win it. I'm not here to have fun or be funny. (laughs) But is... (laughs) 
Matt, are you now panicking because you're like, that is not the answer I have. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I was very, that's why I was very specific. Track 11 on Poodle Hat. <laughs> All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, just like Bevan, parody of The Cure's Just Like Heaven, uh, with a bit of extra information here. Weird Al sings about his friend Bevan, who is a, a bit of a character. Now, listeners at home are going, it's Sorens, but no, it's Dave Warnick. That's right. Excuse Whoa. me? <laughs> listeners at home are not going to say it's like <laughs> I thought that we had to give a bit of uh, what the song is. Uh, no, just what, just what it was What it parodying. was spoofing, yeah. What it was spoofing. Yeah, okay. So that's why I took a bit longer than everyone. So <laughs> uh, I actually wrote the whole parody if you want to hear it. Are you? Oh, okay, yeah. Add some backstory. Yeah. <laughs> he met Bevan at a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> the chode goes nowhere. Uh, that was Seren. It was funny that it was a funny coincidence. I don't know if you realise this, but we were just talking about. Yeah, that's why listeners would have known that one was me. (laughs) (laughs) Macaroni, that was Beck. That's great. Perfect. perfect. That is, yeah, that is, now that that I know you're a fan of Weird Al, uh, I know not to use these kind of questions when you come back on. And also, I know that that's why you nailed the brief. (laughs) Took took a big song and turned it into a with this process. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Standing in the home of a mole. Uh, that was the house. <laughs> and I think I accidentally really laughed at that when I read it out, which I apologize for. Um, every now and then, I just come up with a genius thing. I can't help myself. <laughs> Wear no pants, which Seren went for. That was Joff. Oh, okay, well the done, house. Joff. Well done, Joff. Meaning the correct answer was what I bought on eBay. <laughs> okay. Or it's actually known as eBay, but it's funnier to use the, the full... <laughs> what I what I bought on eBay. I'll give the listeners some of the lyrics soon while you're writing your next answer. We're up to the second last question. It's question six comes from Hannah and Iggy from Brisbane. And the question is, what happened in Queensland, Australia on the 11th of November, 1993? What happened in Queensland, Australia on the 11th of November, 1993? Um, and while you're writing those answers, let me tell you more about that eBay song. Caught a weird Al himself. In a Music Radar article titled My 10 Greatest Song Parodies of All Time This one made his top 10 He said This was a surprise because it was never intended to be a hit single It's from the album Poodle Hat On which I had the song Couch Potato My Eminem parody That's the one I thought would be a hit We didn't do a video for Couch Potato On Eminem's request Meanwhile the eBay song really caught on And went viral It's been one of my most downloaded songs on iTunes I was going to shoot a video for eBay, but right at the same time, eBay started doing all these commercials with song parodies. I think they did Frank Sinatra's My Way as I did it eBay. <laughs> I didn't want my parody to come off as a commercial for eBay. In, retro- in retrospect, I probably should have done a video because it would have been one of my biggest hits. And with lyrics like this, you can understand why. A used pink bathrobe. A rare mint snow globe. A smurf. TV tray I bought on eBay my house is filled with this crap shows up in bubble wrap most every day what I bought on eBay tell me why I need another pet rock tell me why I got that elf alarm clock tell me why I bid on Shatner's old toupee they had it on eBay, and it goes on. Just a brilliant song. So he by a, bit by a brilliant artist. Shatner's old toupee. Yeah, he, like he 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 like he, nommed on it. Like um, <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I I think it's bit. I, yeah, maybe I read it as like he made a bid on it, 
But you're right. Maybe oh, he, he bid. I thought you said a bit with a T. And I was like, I have always wondered why people would buy other people's hair on eBay. And it makes the most sense that they would try and it. eat it in yeah. some way. Yeah. Eat it. Another classic Weird Al <laughs> phrase. I think he coined See, that you're one. learning. You're learning. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. The main reason I'm here is to learn. All right. The answers are in. Here is question number six. What happened in Queensland, Australia? On the 11th of November, 1993, the big Sheila was stolen from the Mitchell Town Square, kicking <laughs> off a statewide manhunt for the culprits. To this day, it has never been recovered. <laughs> the big Sheila? The big Sheila. Oh, God. That does feel like a missing Aussie icon that I would watch a three-part documentary about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finding Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The first Nike store opened and gave away free shoes to the first thousand customers. A near riot ensued when it was revealed the shoes were in fact miniature models and not wearable. <laughs> During the minute silence at a local RSL, the Guinness World Record for the longest fart was inadvertently recorded. <laughs> when looking back at the footage, the fart was noticed and sent off to Guinness for verifying. It can now be found, audio and all, on their 1995 listicle. <laughs> Savage Garden did their first ever live performance at the Grand Plaza Shopping Centre in Logan <laughs> A monumental event <laughs> <laughs> A banana farmer armed with automatic rifles and chainsaws performed a heist of palm tree seeds or a minute silence was observed in respect for res- Remembrance Day, however, it was one hour later than the other major capital cities on the eastern seaboard due to the inability of cows to cope with daylight savings. <laughs> Nothing about a fart in that one. <laughs> I wonder if it was the same one. So you got the Big Sheila, the the Nike store, or Nike store. You got the longest fart at the RSL, Savage Garden's first gig, the Banana Farmer... Uh, armed heist or the uh, the daylight savings meaning Remembrance Day was observed an hour later um, I think we're back to you Dave how long do you reckon the longest fart is a minute it's a maximum minute right yeah because then that's because <laughs> mm. I would say stop that everyone's going I can't tell him to stop because I'm observing a minute silence at first, they're confused if it's the bugler going early. <laughs> I mean, you'll be praying it for up. it to stop. You'd be like, okay. But then after 40 seconds, you're, you're like, like, holy shit, we, this might be something special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be hard every year after to actually observe remember it's day. You'd, you'd be remembering be a new remember- thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to move the day. <laughs> It's your date now. <laughs> the RSL says to the, the father, hey, you've earned this. At least maybe not 1994, but 95, once it appeared in the listicle, mm. it's official. Yeah, that's right. I love that. So audio and all, so you'd get the book and at the back there'd be like a little what, a CD, a CD or something. <laughs> yeah, a hyperlink. Yeah, here we go. I'll just put this on. CD-ROM. <laughs> uh, I've also got follow-up questions about the farmer. Yeah. That's wild. Well, can yeah. you read it again? A banana farmer armed with automatic rifles and chainsaws performed a heist of palm tree seeds. Okay. I mean, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's compact, but a, a lot has yes. been done in that one sentence. 
Banana farmer is a lot of fun to say as well. So I'm happy for you to get me to repeat as much as you Another like. farmer. And then uh, Big Sheila. Big Sheila. Nike store. And what was the f- is there one more? Ah, uh, Savage Garden. Oh, Savage Garden. I mean, how could I forget? Well, so this is in Brisbane. I don't, the palm tree. What were the palm trees? No, it's not in Brisbane. It's oh, in Queensland. Queensland oh, somewhere. Okay. Queensland okay. somewhere. Big states are in. It is a big state. We'd obviously only ever visit at most the southern end of it. But even that's getting pretty humid, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be going anywhere. They've got palm tree seeds. No. Banana farmers with assault rifles. <laughs> yeah. Maybe winter time in Brisbane. Maybe. Which I think is when we're going to be there. And they do love a big Sheila up there. They love a, they love big things. Yeah, and that's how Sheila's I have big. so many boyfriends. From. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Honestly, this might be the trickiest one I've ever had to answer, Matt. Mm. And I think I'm going to go with my heart again. Human nature. Human nature. I love it. Which is <laughs> Savage well, Garden. Human <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. It has the same vibes. I actually get human nature to go with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I actually get them mixed up a lot. And I know when the songs are on, I'm like, I know, I just get the names mixed up. So you're telling me this is Savage Garden. Well, that's not my heart at all. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, Savage Garden are a Queensland band and Human Nature, are, uh, maybe are as well. I don't know. Is that where all the boy bands come from? Yeah. Powderfinger are from there. Powderfinger are from Brisbane. Think of them as a boy band? Yeah, well, yeah. there's boys in a band. And, <laughs> all right, well, for that reason, sorry, Savage Garden. I thought it was human nature. I'm going <laughs> to go really? with the big Sheila. Okay. Am I, am I correct in this one? Have I said the right thing? Uh, no, sorry. It's the big human nature. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember one of their names and I would have used it there. But <laughs> All right, locking that in for Dave. What do you think, Beck? I I was going to go for the big Sheila and then also cuz I mean I've I've been around Brisbane as we all know at this point. I do know that the Grand Plaza is a real shopping center. Okay. A very good shopping center. But <laughs> I also good. It's a very good no, gig to get. I mean, it's a great gig. It's honestly <laughs> I'm dying to be booked there. Don't know who books it. If anyone has a hook up, please let me know. Get into the DMs. Well, I can tell but you also- human nature don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've never been invited. <laughs> Slap in the face of the boys. <laughs> but I'm also Queensland is I, I mean, a beholden to many banana tragedies. I mean, they had that cyclone that you remember this like I think it was like the early two thousands, there was a cyclone that wiped out so many banana farms that yeah. it knocked out like an entire species and now that's why bananas taste different because we had to like really? import another species because all the bananas yeah and the price went up I bananas I remember, were like yeah. really I remember when they were expensive I didn't realise we lost a species though yeah well finally learning on the show I don't think and it was also, a storm I, I have another banana a- fact if you would like <laughs> it I would like so it. the reason that banana sorry I didn't actually ask if I was wait for permission I just went straight into it <laughs> <laughs> three yeses here <laughs> That's a yes from me. <laughs> so banana, you know how banana lollies don't taste anything like bananas? It's because the flavor, the uh, the banana that we got the original flavor from, again, is extinct. So it, bananas used to a certain strain of banana used to taste like that, but now we don't That's have so it. That's so convenient. That's such a <laughs> convenient. The confectionery. Alan's is like, no, no, no. This is actually really accurate to what they tasted like. I love I love banana lollies. That's so disappointing that I can't get an actual banana that tastes yeah. like that. I love that flavour. Mm. I'd eat yeah, so much more so fruit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Banana Rambo is my answer. <laughs> Are you sure it was a storm or did this guy just commit banana genocide? 
Yeah, automatic rifles and chainsaws. It's too much. Mm. I mean, yeah, they're serious about bananas there. He knew. Yeah, he knew something was coming. Yeah. And- it was diversifying to the palm tree <laughs> trade. <laughs> and this is three years before Port Arthur, so it is possible. Right. Don't you think? Because you've done the maths on that. 1993. That's right, yeah. There are a lot more guns in Australia. Yeah. yeah. All right. I uh, was just talking about our greatest prime minister's legacy. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I... Um, think it is uh well 93 as well seven years before the sydney olympics and i reckon savage garden they played at the sydney olympics seven years seems about a right time to mm. go from playing at the grand plaza <laughs> to the opening ceremony right so you feel like if you're in a band at the seven year mark if you if you haven't been invited to an olympics you're a failure mm. Seven years from the Grand Plaza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. Yeah. You may as well <laughs> get Plan B up and running. Yep. Pack it uh, in. Yeah, pack yeah, it yeah. in. Your time's coming. Get gone. into Banana Farm. Um, I think it's Savage Garden played at the Grand Plaza. All right. Or what about human nature, though? They've never... They, they would never be invited to the Grand Plaza. <laughs> that you even thought that says a lot about it. I think I have really high hopes for uh, the future of human nature. I think they could be invited there one day. <laughs> Off the back of their Vegas residencies. They're from Sydney. Just look that up. Fun fact. Right. Well, they, I mean, <laughs> Whereas Savage Garden from Brisbane. But uh, they, human nature could have toured. That's mm. true. Yeah. They could have done they Broadway did, shopping centre. Yeah. Yeah. The think guys they there were like, whoa, you've got something. <laughs> you've got we're it. going to the big leagues. No, but this is their first ever performance. So you're, you're thinking they went up to Logan... Yep. To do their first ever live performance. Yeah, and said, to me, that's just a bit far-fetched. They said, if it's good enough for Savage Garden, it's good enough for us. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... Yeah, because they they would surely... It would take ages to just do the Westfields alone in Sydney. I don't think they're going up to... <laughs> this is a lifetime of Westfield gigs. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's who wrote the answers. Uh, the minute silence being observed <laughs> an hour later because of the cows. That was Seren. <laughs> uh, the night Adorable answer. With the... Uh, Giving away a thousand small shoes. That was Dave Warnicky. <laughs> a <laughs> near riot ensued. Was that a shoe I think pun they're called shoe? baby shoes. I think they're not miniatures for children. <laughs> oh, no, no. In, my, in my, my mind, as the creator of this lie, uh, they were just models. and So no one could wear them. Like they key were, rings. They were filled of. in. They were filled in. They poured concrete into each to prevent you from wearing them. Uh, the longest ever fart being recorded, uh, that was Hannah and Iggy, aka The House. Yes, That's Hannah. So good. That does take two people to write. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, then we had The Big Sheila, stolen from the Mitcheltown Square. Dave went for that. That was The House. Oh, really? I did. Oh. I banged that out late as well because I realised I had a free slot there. Oh, Hail Mary. I, uh, that makes I, me sad. I really was already getting excited to go read more about the Big Sheila after we stopped recording. <laughs> I wonder, could there be a... Have I just copied that from real life, a Big Sheila? Let's see. No. There's a children's novel known as Sheila the Great. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real human nature savage garden kind of situation. <laughs> This is an urban legend that we could easily start. Be like, you hear about the tragedy of the big Sheila. It would have been as big as the pineapple and the prawn, but unfortunately, she was gone too soon. So Dave gave a point to the house there. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Saran went for Savage Garden. That was Beck. Oh, well done, Beck. Yes, I used my insider Brisbane knowledge (laughs) to fool you. And you even, you told us as well. Yeah, you did well. 
Um, yeah, I played. Well, also a bit of BTS, if you don't mind. My current boyfriend, who is from Brisbane, is actually at the Grand Plaza right now as whoa. we speak. Yeah, yeah. Any any performances? He's actually picking up some miniature shoes uh, <laughs> that he cannot wear. <laughs> yeah, full of concrete. And then he's doing a tight five in the food court. <laughs> and seven years he'll be doing the Olympics. <laughs> Beck, you also <laughs> used your knowledge uh, to get the correct answer. A banana farmer armed with automatic rifles Whoa. and chainsaws performed a heist of palm tree seeds. Yes. So wow, where aren't palm tree seeds just available on palm trees? Yeah, I think that's where they were. That's where were. I guess that's what the chainsaws were for. Uh, yeah, okay. The assault rifles seem so over the top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we're up to the final question now. A quick score check going into it. Dave and Serena on one point. Back oh. on seven points, but out in front still on nine points. It's the house. Whoa. Uh, but going to the final round, it is worth triple points. So it is still literally anyone's game. If uh, Serena or Dave get maximum points in this final round, they can leap to the front. <laughs> can you imagine? I think I've done that once before. Yeah, that yeah. does feel like your kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The final question comes from Adam O'Reilly from Dublin in Ireland. And the question is, what is the plot of the 2001 Irish short film Corka Millish, uh, which translates to The Cake? What is the plot of the 2001 Irish short film Corka Millish? Uh, the English translation being The Cake. While you're writing your answers, uh, here's some more information about that palm tree heist. Uh, this is from the... Queensland police website uh, and apparently the operation was called Foxtail Palm. In the early 1990s Fauna Squad Police became aware of possible large scale criminal activity in one of Queensland's most remote national parks, Cape Melville National Park uh, on the east coast of Cape York Peninsula. The intelligence received was that criminals were dealing guns and drugs and making death threats to others involved in the illegal harvesting of the Foxtail Palm. The palm grew naturally within the national park and was slash is unique to Cape Melville. Although very hardy and readily available within the community, albeit by unlawful means, the popularity of the palm increased and it was marketed interstate and overseas. Criminal gangs would harvest the seed pods from high in the tall palms using long poles with saws affixed. Each pod could contain up to 200 seeds, which were then sold for $2 each initially, the price increasing depending on the eventual market. So yeah, that was from the the police's website. But um, Iggy and Hannah uh, also write that. So it was the banana farmer as well as a Vietnam War vet who had the automatic automatic rifles and chainsaws, and they did the heist. And apparently, uh, it spun the Queensland government into turmoil, resulting in a political corruption investigation. So it had all these widespread um, effects and the trees specifically were unknown below uh, beyond the local aboriginal community until 1978 and then within 15 years there's this huge black market uh, involving drugs and weapons wow trying to go about it and that's uh and uh, that's why i think um Hannah says uh, that uh, we, brackets white people, can't have nice things. Uh, all right. The final question 
is worth triple points. And here it is. What is the plot of the 2001 Irish short film Corkamilish? Okay, the cake. Oh my god, it's a short film. <laughs> Yours opens with Sorry, let's be real answer. As if you were going to write a short answer anyway <laughs> My answer might be longer than the script <laughs> Best friends Brendan and Paul Discover a magical cake that replenishes itself Each time a slice is taken Things get out of hand When the boys return from a weekend away To find the cake has grown exponentially now they need the town's help to eat all the cake in one sitting and stop it from engulfing the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> a poor Irish teen can't afford a present for his sister's birthday, so endeavours to build the largest sand sculpture his country has ever seen, a mound that he says is a birthday cake. But when the local council deem it a health hazard and order its destruction, the boy and the community camp out on the beach to stop the bulldozer. That's option two. Option three... The story of a girl who had an unfortunate birthday mishap. It was the first ever footage of a woman sitting on a cake that has now been popularised in the film genre, pornography. (laughs) (laughs) A blind man boards a train and sits across from an exhausted businesswoman. The man attempts to strike up conversation, but things take a turn when the woman, annoyed at being disturbed, tells the man that there is a worm in his cake. This causes him to panic and suffer an asthma attack, and she takes this opportunity to move his inhaler out of his reach before disembarking the train, (laughs) leaving him to die. (laughs) Whoa. And his defence was talking to her? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, how's it going? This guy is too much. Uh, A birthday cake forgotten on a bus seat is brought to life by fairies. The cake must now make... The cake must now make its way through the bustling streets of Dublin, dodging hungry dogs and sweet-toothed children to reach little Sean's party before his birthday is ruined. Or finally, the cake. On a sunny cork day, a brief and unexpected rain shower occurs, and sure enough, a rainbow forms. While it's a beautiful sight for the locals, it's terrible news for Grebo, the local leprechaun. He spent all the gold from his pot, as a band of locals begin their search for the end of the rainbow, Grebo has no choice but to enter a nearby cake baking competition. Can Grebo <laughs> bake a cake good enough to win first prize? A pot of gold? A riveting tale of love and hardship that must be seen to be believed. Four and a half stars, Roger Ebert. Okay. Wow, four and a half stars. Yeah, that's a good... On his four star system, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> He, I think he has a different system for short films. <laughs> oh, okay, he has more stars for less films. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the I love the name Grebo. Grebo's great. I love that name. So you got the got the self-punishing cake that's going to take over the world. The Irish teen who builds the sandcastle. You got the uh, the new porn um, <laughs> cake sitting one. Uh, Blind man boarding the train, killed by the businesswoman, sort of. A birthday cake being forgotten on a on a bus seat, and uh, it's got to get to Sean's party. Or Grebo the leprechaun who enters a baking competition to win back a pot of gold. <laughs> um, who wants to go first here? Anyone feeling anything? All right. Well, I I feel like one that's jumping out to me is. Blind man asthma attack. 
Okay. I could see that. You haven't said where this has come from. That could be like a, a student film, maybe. Where's it? Can you repeat it? Because where's the cake come into that? He has an asthma attack because she says, there's a worm in your cake. Oh, that is one of the common <laughs> symptoms of... <laughs> <laughs> All right, locking that in one, that one in for Dave. That's for me. Anything jumping out at you, Saran? Um, I, it's a short film. Mm. Yeah, so I think all of these pretty much tell the story, beat by beat. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, the cake. I feel, I don't like. Is could it be none of them? None of the above. <laughs> I don't like any of them. It's not which one would you like to see? <laughs> I, maybe I'll, I'll go with the. Uh, what was the? Um, if you could read one more time, the uh, one about the. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> What about Grebo? Do you remember Grebo? <laughs> That's the only one I do remember. You gotta remember Grebo. Yeah, He's such a yeah. lovable character. <laughs> Grebo, uh, the the one left on the the fairies bring one to life. The one Dave. Oh, went the for. bus. Yeah, I think it's the bus. The fairies. The uh, cake is left behind on the bus. All right, and uh, yeah, guessing an animated one. All right, that's for Saran. That leaves you back. The one with a, a real chance of uh, winning. <sighs> I'm torn between. Never-ending cake, but I do think in terms of like a short film budget, that's very hard to film a never-ending cake. I yes. do with the train, the blind man on the train. That's one location shoot. That's that can be done. I think you know two days tops. I think True. I'm going to have to go with the train one as well. I think All I'm right. going to go. With you the train two have one. gone together a few times, and it has not served me well. I am on about <laughs> zero points. Now you're on one point. <laughs> Thank you. But it seems to have served Beckwell somehow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, best friends, Brendan and Paul, discovering the magical cake that replenishes itself. That was Adam, a.k.a. The House. Oh, that was a close shave. A poor Irish teen can't afford a present for his sister's birthday. Devers to build the, the largest sand sculpture his country's ever seen. That was Dave Warnicky. Yep. I thought that, that sounded to me like a short film. <laughs> it sounded like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's sort of... Kind of slightly depressing. Yeah, it sounded Irish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, depressing but charming. <laughs> no, they, but not in a bad way. They did, they yeah. do that great. Yeah, yeah. Especially a lot of their novels. Fantastic mm. work. I guess that would yeah, it's got Colin Firth in it. Yeah, yeah a young Colin. Not so Colin Farrell. I mean, young Colin Farrell. I imagined, yes. Yeah. Do you, the thing that didn't work for that for me was there was a cake. Like maybe if it was the castle or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wrote, uh, which he calls a cake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story of the girl who had an unfortunate birthday mishap. First ever footage of a woman sitting on a cake. That was Beck. <laughs> that was very Thank funny. You. It's, the film uh, genre, uh, porn. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> I, it says a lot about me. That's the first thing that I thought of. I was like, well, obviously, that's got to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, is this like a genuine, like, that's a cl- uh, like a cliche of videos, women sitting on cakes? I've heard, I've heard of. I haven't, I haven't doubled myself in the cake sitting. I don't think I'm, I'm there on the spectrum yet. <laughs> Actually, that's why I knew it wasn't that, because it started in Slovenia. The sunny cork day with the brief unexpected rain shower and the leprechaun Grebo. Am I saying that right, Saran? Grebo, yeah. Grebo. 
A fantastic work. Did, all... you, did you know that Robert Roger Ebert's system was out of four stars? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't pick that up either, but Dave saw it straight away. <laughs> How does Grebo sound man. in an Irish accent? Grebo. <laughs> Perfect. No nose. Yeah, we'll never know, I guess. Serena <laughs> <laughs> uh, went for a birthday cake, forgotten on a bus seat, brought to life by fairies. That was also Adam, the question writer, aka oh, well the house. Done, Adam. Great mind, Adam. So, a point there. That means Dave and Beck are correct. That's a blind man boarding a train. Well done, Beck. And a bi- an angry businesswoman well basically you. lets him die. <laughs> yeah. After causing him to, I guess, yeah. She's doing him a favour. Did she get done there? He could have lived but eaten a worm. No, I don't think there was a worm. Oh, oh, she just made up the worm. I mean, I don't know. I don't think she made up the worm. I don't think she... I think she made up the worm, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, right. And the man was played by Brendan Gleeson. Oh, wow. Oh, that does seem like a movie he would be in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that means... Carry the two. Put the scores in here. <laughs> Come back. I'm going to tabulate these. <laughs> so the Colin Farrell thing wasn't that far off. No, it was quite... <laughs> you were, when you said that, I'm like, you are in the ballpark here. Of the short film, Adam writes... You're Irish. You're Irish. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Adam writes, your Irish listeners should all get a kick out of this question since we've all had to study this film in school. Oh. Oh. It's very polarizing and generally people either view it as a dark, uh, I don't know if comedic is the right word, masterpiece, or traumatizing. There's no in between. The people love it or hate it apparently over there. Wow. That's their Tim Winton novel. (laughs) (laughs) A lot shorter for them. There you go. All right. Yeah. So, in that final round, the house got a point. Beck and Dave got points. So, the final scores are on one point, Saran Jayamana. He's done it again. <laughs> on four <laughs> points in third place, Dave Warnicky. Thank you. But the joint winners <gasps> on 10 points, it's Beck in the house. Beck in the house. No way. I'll take it. I'll take it. Look, I would like to look over the scores and, you know, just if I could look over the sheets to make sure that everything's chill, yeah. you know, and make sure that everyone has their phone on the desk next time. Just some feedback. But, yeah, no, that's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> well done. So, Beck, uh, just for people uh, who are wanting to see your, uh, your hour of comedy, where can they find it? Largest streaming service in the world, YouTube. Uh, type oh, in Bipolar Baby or Beck Charlwood. I mean, if you type in Bipolar Baby, there is a song by Forever Sickest Kids. Um, they, I didn't, they, they are not related at all. Please don't affiliate them with each other. It's a very bad song. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you type Beck Child Comedy by Polar Baby, it should come up. And also on Instagram, I'm at Child Beckwood. Uh, and then Beck Childwood, absolutely everywhere else. And I have a new podcast coming out next year with Alex J after we uh, shut down our old podcast, Dude Cinema, because we were sick of watching movies for dudes. Um, <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. <laughs> I, I always felt uh, a bit of shame when I saw the movies you do, because I'd hardly seen any of them. I'm like, what kind of dude am I? Yeah, disappointing. <laughs> no, it did get that. I mean, that is kind of why we started wrapping up, because it did get to a point where we're like, oh, I don't think anyone's, except for specific dudes in our DMs, have seen these movies. We right. really started scraping the bottom of the barrel. I, I love the episode <laughs> where you reviewed the cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll bring it back for one more special episode. <laughs> I think that was a real dude film. That one where the woman sits on the cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Saran, people, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at Saran Comedy, and also in the following cities: Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, and Melbourne. 
during oh. their res- uh, respective festivals. Yes. I'll be going to do a show called Dryer Dryer with Can't Matt wait. And you'll be Stewart. doing this podcast live, I think, in Perth. Yes, which will be really fun. Uh, you knew it with Matt Stewart live. And then also, Good Tucker is available on SBS On Demand. Um, award winning. Award winning. Yeah, that's true. Last time I was here, we hadn't won an award yet. Uh, and then the final plug, I just finished, uh, we just wrapped the season of Question Everything, which is on the ABC, which is a really good show. You should check it out. Yeah, and you, you you're on already. a few times. Uh, yeah, I was on one of the episodes, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's the return of the panel show. Oh, it's finally, it's back. It never went away, but <laughs> we Have you been on it back? No, no. I've what been to f- one of the rehearsals and Seren was Seren? very professional. Okay. I don't book it. And Dave, how about you? Oh, uh, you can check out our podcast, Do Go On, at any time, as well as my other show, Book Cheat. Also available at any time. I think I was on I'm probably on the episode coming out this week, tomorrow. Oh yeah. Is that on is that this is coming out after that then? Yeah, I think book, your book cheat will be out this Tuesday. Correct. Yeah, it'll be out tomorrow. Oh, fantastic. Well, check it out. Um, and uh, hang around for there'll be outtakes probably at the end of this. Beck said some pretty crook stuff, and we can't put that <laughs> no, until no. after the song. Uh, so hang around for that. Um, but thanks so much for joining us. You three were fantastic. Yeah, here again. Great to have the carryover champion <laughs> once again. <laughs> Undefeated. I can't believe it. Uh, I cannot believe it. Uh, please check out everyone's stuff. Uh, give us a five-star review if you want to. Why, why wouldn't you want to? Are you a mean? I don't think you are. I think you're a great person. I think you should give it a five-star review. And, uh, yeah, even if you're brutally honest in the words you say, just do it with a five-star review. And uh, maybe tell your friends if you know anyone who might enjoy it. Cheers for tuning in to Who Knew with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. going on hey you okay over there i'm not sure <laughs> i feel weird it's been a long year i only just got out of bed <laughs> it is three o'clock in the afternoon wow what time did you go to bed Ooh. or was this a nap scenario no i just never got up <laughs> never got up become slowly becoming the grandparents from charlie and the chocolate <laughs> factory you got three others in the bed yeah yeah <laughs> top to tail <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> But, you know, you better believe if there's a chocolate factory uh, tour going on, I will be leaping out. (laughs) Clicking heels. The answers are in for question number one. Here are your options. Here. I'm so sorry, Beck. I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. Don't you apologize. (laughs) Made a couple of times. I don't know. Have I ever had it? Have I ever had it together? Or is this just standard for me? For how we've interacted in the past. Well, we've never actually podcasted together, so this is my there, first and yeah. and first and best experience podcasting with you. I can tell you, and that. only and last. <laughs> I've been uh, podcasting with this guy for eight years, and this always happens. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty sad. <laughs> the fact that I feel weird doesn't mean that it's coming across any differently. Also, what life has taught me is when someone forcefully tells you they're having a good time, they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, okay. I can't put this any strongerly. <laughs> strongerly, oh dear. I don't know if I've ever had an Irish coffee. Would you would you start with a thousand liters? I think I'd jump I'd jump in, literally into the into the <laughs> end of the vat, and um, yeah, I wonder what it'd be like. Have you ever thought about being inside a drink and, and drinking it from the inside? You know, oh, I was mean? gulping it down. Yeah, I've never thought about that, but I thinking about it right now. Because you love pies, would you? If if they made like a, a spa sized 
meat pie. Yes. Would you be up for jumping in and, and sort of just eating it? Eating, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it depends how hot it is. Yeah. I'd, well, it'd have to be, yeah. Warm but not burning me. Mm. Or if I'm wearing some sort of suit. I think they, they probably would have to build like a, a giant Bay Marie and um, it would just be sitting there staying warm enough. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a yes from me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, Becca, when I'm cutting the answers across, there'll be some silences, so it'll be edited out. But feel free to say something really funny if you want to. Oh, God, now the pressure's on. Now you said it twice. I'm like, oh, be funny. And that's all I can think is, like, be funny and then no jokes. Well, no, that's why we've got Serenity. It's too much. It's too work. much. You and David t- here to take the game seriously. That's right. Well, I am now because you told me trying life. looks good on me. <laughs> it looks really good. Um, I am grossly competitive. I have had a lot of people take me aside at trivia nights and be like, you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I want to I want to see that side of you here tonight. That's great. I'm like, yeah, but they're clearly on their phone. They cl- and they clearly go to the bathroom and check <laughs> yeah. in their phones. And they're like, but we're here to have fun. Okay. I followed I was like, them I'm in. not. I, I followed them in. They were on their phone. Yeah. I think. They said they were chatting with their mum who's sick, but I don't believe them. Not for a second. <laughs> I said, put me on, put me on. Let me talk to her. <laughs> All right. While you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. Da-na-na-na. Because I'm sending all of these answers to you on Instagram, Matt. I can't wait till like a year from now <laughs> yes. when I go to send you a message for something and I'm just read it. I'm like, what the f- <laughs> is that? It's funny, yeah. <laughs> um, Amy, who was on last week, Amy Ruff was on last week and she messaged me the other day and said, oh, my heart just stopped for a second when I saw all these unanswered messages I'd sent you. Like, what was that? What was a late night <laughs> barrage? <laughs> Oh my god, did I get drunk late at night and start naming deep sea fish? (laughs) I mean, these are good answers coming in already, I'll tell you. The quality's lifting round by round, and and it it started great. Started absolute rock bottom. It started hot, and it's hotting up since. Oh my god, it's volcanic in here. Just uh, struggling to breathe. <laughs> the heat of some of these answers. <laughs> okay, uh, just for the listeners, uh, Saran and Beck have had their answers in for five to ten minutes. <laughs> Is that serious? <laughs> <laughs> and do you know how long I write my answers, Dave? <laughs> That's not serious, of course not, Dave. You're doing a great job. Matt just spoofed you. I was just spoofing you, Dave. <laughs> Dave's having nothing, none of my spoof. <laughs> Which, He's where doing... I come from, Australia, is rude. This is really long. <laughs> no, it's not. I've, I've deleted so many. I've been like, how about this one? No, that doesn't work. He's also messaging his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing this stupid fucking podcast. I'll be yeah. out soon. <laughs> if it's hey, a long you, title, it's a Paddock in the Disco list. parody for sure. <laughs> Sorry. As if it's a long title, it's a Panic at the Disco song <laughs> yeah, parody yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'd love to know what the parody of Lying is the Most Fun a Girl Can Have Without Taking Her Clothes Off. Oh, don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> 
crying is the most fun. And then it's all about uh, uh, using... Um, <laughs> using uh, crying is the most fun a girl can have without turning the oven on. <laughs> God, that's good. God, that's good. <laughs> Matt, I'm so sorry if you can hear, or all of you can hear my stomach making the craziest noises right no, now. I apologize. I couldn't hear any of it. Oh, well, I could have, should have just kept my mouth shut then, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Here we can't hear it. Yet. We'll enhance it in post. Damn. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, one of us has to be really funny on this podcast. Yeah, I know. Who's going to play that role this week? No one's putting their hand up so far. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.